Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, ladies, to another episode of the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I am officially back from my honeymoon, feeling refreshed, and it was the most amazing two weeks, the most amazing time in British Columbia. If you have not been there before, you must go. I've been many times to Vancouver, but hadn't experienced the islands, which is where we spent a lot of time. We first went to Salt Spring Islands. It was lovely. It was so beautiful. I could totally envision myself moving there. We stayed in a yurt right on the water and it was stunning. Maybe you were watching my Insta stories and seeing some of the videos and everything that I was posting. And if you didn't and you do want to catch up on any of it, I actually created a highlight in my Instagram bio and it's honeymoon. So just click on the honeymoon highlight and you will basically see all of the things from our time in BC. And our first stop, like I said, was this gorgeous yurt. So beautiful. There was like a kitchen in there, just this gorgeous, stunning king bed, like right in the middle of the yurt. And then at the top was this like skylight. So you would lie in bed and look up and just see the stars and we would look outside sometimes and see like sea otters swimming by. It was it was just lovely. And the owners of that yurt, they have a farm right across the street. So they took us for like a farm tour. They have like 236 chickens and they brought us farm fresh eggs every day. They have the cutest little farm stand. I took a little video of it. Like, I mean, it is a legit farm stand. It is gorgeous. They built this beautiful farm stand from scratch and they have, you know, fridges there with their eggs and they have greens and stuff from their garden. They had coconut yogurt and or it was, I think maybe a cashew yogurt. It was a vanilla cashew yogurt that I tried and it was so good. They had coffee at their farm stand and it was just lovely, all kinds of baked goods and gluten-free goodies and sourdough bread. And that was a nice little treat to like walk up there every morning and go see what they had at their farm stand. And then we went from there over to Euclulet. And so we spent some time there in Tofino and that was beautiful. Another gorgeous Airbnb and also right on the water. Our Airbnb hosts were just amazing. We made such great connections with them. I just love how things happen, you know, how... You just go on Airbnb, you book this place, you don't really know much about it, and then you show up and you just meet these amazing people and you make these beautiful connections. And it was just so lovely. So that Airbnb was lovely. And it was, Euclid is a very quiet town. And it kind of felt like we were just up north at the cottage a little bit. Like it was, it was so lovely. It was so peaceful. And some really cute little spots in town. We kept going to this one spot called Yayu's Cafe. And it was this like little vegan cafe. And we'd go there every day and order their mushroom mocha hot chocolate. Uh, so it was like medicinal mushrooms with coffee with a shot of espresso. It was so good. And they had the most amazing tahini brownie. I think I ate three or four of them. And now that I think about it, I'm like, I never once even shared 
the brownie on an Instagram story or a post or anything like that because I was too busy eating it and trying to figure out how they made it because I definitely want to recreate it. So I have already made one attempt at trying to recreate it and it was like, it's nothing near theirs. So I'm debating if like maybe I would call them and if they'd be open to sharing the recipe with me and I can share it on the blog. But, you know, I know how people can be with their recipes and I totally get it. So it's worth asking, but I'm definitely going to try and master it and figure it out on my own. But it was so delicious. And we spent a lot of time in Tofino going to the beach. There were some beautiful restaurants we went to and like vegan ice cream places, eating tacos. Like we ate a lot of freaking food, but we also went on the most stunning hikes in like the rainforest. It was wild. Like you're driving into Tofino and there's a sign with an arrow that's like rainforest. And I'm like, is this real? Like, is this really happening? There's a rainforest here. And it was just so beautiful and super serene and so quiet. And when we stayed in Euclid, there's the Wild Pacific Trail that was right by us. And that was probably my favorite hike, like such a gorgeous trail, so beautiful. And this one day we were in the trail and there was a bear eating like right down by the water, but we missed it. All these people were walking by and they're like, there's a bear back there. Like, go, you know, you might see him. You might not uh, like hurry up. We might miss him. And like, we went running, trying to search for this bear and we couldn't find him anywhere. But like deer all around, like the craziest slugs. I kept seeing all of these massive, huge, black, like slimy slugs. And I also saw these like camouflaged slugs that like no one else really saw them. And I'm like, okay, what is going on here? I keep seeing these slugs and I think this is a sign that the universe is telling me like, slow down. So that's that's kind of the message that I took from it because I just kept seeing them everywhere. But honestly, it was just such an amazing trip. We ate so much good food and we went on some amazing hikes and got to explore so much nature. And Gaytan on one of the days surprised me with this epic seaplane ride. And we flew above the mountains. And then the pilot landed us in this private lake that you can only get to by a plane. And we got to just kind of like explore a little bit around there. And the water, he called it magic water, because it's pretty much untouched and the water comes from the glacier and it's super clean. So we just literally stuck our water bottles in there and just drank straight from it. And then we went like flying over like the water and we saw a gray whale and I have a video of it. It was just so magical. So I wanted to share a little bit of that with you. And if you really want to see like footage and videos and pictures and all of that, then definitely head on over to Instagram and click on the honeymoon highlight and you'll see it all there. Our our website is actually getting a massive upgrade. I can't wait to launch it. It's going to be so beautiful. But once it's up and launched, I um, I can't promise anything, but I've been thinking about like actually doing a travel blog on our trip because we've had so many people reach out and basically saying they would like to recreate our exact trip. So I will try and do a blog and write something and put it up so that all the details are there and you can see exactly what we did and where we went and 
all the things we explored and places we ate at and the hikes we went on because uh, there's so much that we did. It was just lovely. So thank you for listening to that and letting me share that with you right now. Just getting it all out and just reminiscing a little bit with you. It was really, really beautiful. So before we dive into our episode today, I am really excited to announce the official launch of our newest program. It's called the Adrenal Reset 28-day program. And we've been working really hard behind the scenes on this one. I haven't shared too much about it. I actually truly wasn't sure when officially we were going to launch it, but it is ready to go today. And it is such a great program. And we really wanted to do something around adrenal health because your adrenals are really front and center when it comes to supporting your hormones. And I know firsthand how, how it feels to really feel burnt out, but how especially how that impacts your thyroid because your adrenals and your thyroid are so intricately connected and communicate with each other. And if you are just go, 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 go with your adrenals and really burnt out, it is going to cause a very sluggish metabolism and thyroid. And then from there, you're going to experience weight gain and irritability and brain fog and low sex drive and anxiety and sluggish digestion and maybe constipation and dry skin and cycle issues and exhaustion, all of the things that we don't want, right? And so I really wanted to put a program together to help support these symptoms and more importantly, really restore adrenal health. So really excited for it. It's a 28-day program. You get a full 28-day meal plan included, and there is grocery shopping lists. There's a plan that you follow for week one and three, and then another one that you follow for week two and four. A lot of the recipes are paleo-based. There's also like pescatarian recipes. There's vegetarian recipes. So there's a little bit for everybody, but we do include a lot of like animal proteins because the amino acids from that is really important for um, restoring neurotransmitters and supporting depression and anxiety and irritability and really supporting the brain. And then we have a seven-day workout program in there as well that you can just repeat that seven-day sequence throughout the 28 days. And this is a really great sequence for those who feel burnt out and exhausted and you want to move your body, but maybe you're not sure how. Um, This is going to be a really great workout for you to do, really great exercises, basically exercises that are specific for supporting the nervous system. Now, maybe you're already doing your own work workout program and have your own workouts that you're following or your own routine or training schedule. And that's totally fine. And maybe by all means, you just want to include some of these exercises as well and and include them into the mix. The biggest thing that I'm so excited about with this program is that we have an oxygen advantage expert that has recorded breath work exercises for you because breath work is really at the forefront at restoring adrenal health. And so there's these mini exercises that you can go through and really learn about optimizing breath work and how that impacts your cortisol levels and ultimately balancing out your cortisol. So really excited for that. You get access to that. And then everything in this program is connected to a mobile app. So you sign up for free for this app and inside the app, you can actually track your hydration and your movement and your sleep. You can access all the program materials in there. It's all in there for you. And don't worry if you don't want to use the app because you know we also email you out all the content as well. But this is a go at your own pace program. It is an inexpensive sort of 
cheap and cheerful program to join, $47. It's on sale today and the price will be going up soon. So you definitely want to grab it at $47. We've also put together a guide on how to optimize your adrenals and get optimal sleep. So you're going to get that guide for free as well. And we also, lastly, we have designed an amazing stress supplement protocol for you. So what you can do is you can upgrade to those supplements if you would like to use those during the 28-day period. It's optional. You don't have to, but we designed really the best adrenal supportive and hormone balancing supplements for you. It's going to support sleep. It's going to really help calm the nervous system, optimize the adrenal glands, and it's all in there for you. So you can definitely upgrade to those and use those over the 28-day period. So it'll be a really great 28-day reset. You've got the lifestyle component, the nutrition component, the supplement component, and I'm really excited for it. So because our website is a little bit under construction, there is a special link that you can go to right now to go grab the Adrenal Reset the 28-day program for $47. It's originally $97. And that link is bit.ly forward slash 28-day adrenal reset. And that's the the number 28. So it's a B-I-T dot L-Y bit.ly forward slash 28-day adrenal reset. So I'd be so excited for you to come join us in this amazing program. You'll have lifetime access to it. Maybe you can't start it right away. That is okay. Maybe you started in September, um, but either way, come grab the amazing discount and check it out. And here's the thing that I really want you to know, and this is across the board with any of our programs. Don't feel like you have to be perfect with it. Don't like put these restrictions on yourself. If there's a recipe in there you don't like, swap it out for something else that you like. If there's, you know, if you want to eat beans one day and there's no beans on the meal plan or the program, like go ahead and include them. Obviously in the program, we suggest minimizing your coffee and sticking to one coffee a day or maybe none at all. But if you have a day and you have two coffees a day, it's all good. Don't be rigid. This isn't about perfectionism. You have an amazing plan and a system that you can follow for 28 days. And it's just about showing up and taking baby steps and doing your absolute best. Nobody here is is tracking and trying to monitor you. You can use the app to track yourself if you feel you'd really like to do that. And tracking can be beneficial because it's really nice to look back over 28 days and be like, wow, look at all these things that I accomplished and look how much shifted in my in my hormones and my symptoms and my health, right? It's really nice having that data. And sometimes that works for some people and sometimes it doesn't. So bottom line is I don't want you to feel ever restricted or deprived. And that's definitely what this program is not about because we want to make sure you're having enough food to really restore adrenals and support the thyroid as well. Okay. So again, that link is bit.ly forward slash 28 day adrenal reset. So come check it out and you can hit me up over on Instagram at holistic wellness foodie if you have questions about it and we can definitely chat about it there. Just send me a DM and uh, hope to see you inside the program. It's going to be awesome. Okay. So switching gears and diving into our episode. Thank you so much for listening to that very long intro. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited to be interviewing. Lacey done today. She is just like the sweetest little butterfly. She was, she's super cute. And we talked about a lot of things. 
uh, hormones, of course, but HPA access and what that means, how it can have basically sort of quote unquote malfunction and what happens there and what to look out for. We talk about thyroid and Lacey shares her story of having thyroid issues herself and basically stress was played a really big part of that and her hair was falling out. She had dry skin. She was gaining weight, brain fog, and how she had to really restore and support her thyroid. We talk about thyroid and metabolism and how we can really optimize our metabolism, take control of our metabolism, and some tips and tricks that we can really incorporate to optimize our fitness and our physique goals. We also talk about sleep and some key strategies for having the perfect sleep and all around just a really great hormone talk and some really great juicy tidbits that you are going to take away from our episode today. So Lacey Dunn, my guest today, she is the founder of Uplift Fit Nutrition, and she's the host of Uplift Fit Nutrition Podcast. She's a functional medicine dietitian with a fiery passion for helping women feel and look their very best. People call her the hormone fairy godmother, as her one mission in life is to help women go from surviving to thriving. She specializes in all things hormones, thyroid, gut, and metabolism, and incorporates ongoing education into her daily life. Her new book is The Women's Guide to Hormonal Harmony, How to Rebalance Your Hormones, Master Your Metabolism, and Become the Boss of Your Own Body. And it's been named a number one new release on Amazon. So let's dive in. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Lacey. Welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you here with me today. Hey, Samantha. I'm so excited. Thank you so much as well. As I've already told you, I'm such a big fan of this podcast. So this feels very much surreal. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. I know we both focus on very similar areas when it comes to hormones. So our audience is going to love hearing from you. And before we dive into our episode today, can you share a little bit with our audience about who you are and what you do? Of course. So my name is Lacey Dunn. I am a registered dietitian, functional medicine dietitian, who is going to be out of Jacksonville, Florida very soon. I'm moving in about two days. But the good news is I am team root cause, which I know you are as well, Samantha. So I'm super excited all about figuring out the what's and the why's to how we can get people to feel their very best from the inside out. Now, I came from a world of bodybuilding, so it's kind of different. So all about changing the physique, getting to your optimal fitness. And I really went through my own thyroid struggles that really through my own master's degree and my internship and burning myself into the ground, trying to do everything and everything, learned about the thyroid and the interconnection of your thyroid and your hormones and your gut. And that is what made me so fascinated and made me dive into functional medicine. And from there, I have just been beyond fascinated into that connection and helping women not only support their hormones, their thyroid, their gut, but optimizing all that and then getting to where they want to be physique wise as well. So I like to say I am obsessed with anything that involves the health, the hormones or the body in women. I love it. Yeah, that's so amazing. So it must have been really like two different worlds being in the bodybuilding world and then being in like the functional medicine world. Tell me a little bit about that and like some of the ahas maybe that happened or, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, like, yeah. What what did that look like for you? I'm very thankful that I have always done myself bodybuilding completely in a safe and quote unquote healthier way. Yes. But I came, I came from, of course, being in the industry at the top NPC level shows to where I saw a lot of non-healthy ways of competing. A lot of people, of course, 
under eating, over exercising, running themselves into the ground, taking exogenous steroids and things yeah. that they should not take and destroying their health. So I have become quote unquote, the fixer and the helper now with these poor women and men that have ultimately trashed their thyroid and their liver because of everything that they did with competing. Um, but I am thankful with my time that I have competed and I'm still going to compete in the future and continue doing that. But unfortunately it is what it is. The body does not like competing. The body does not like being forced into a starvation state. Let's be real. Of course. Of course. I appreciate your honesty with that. And, you know, I appreciate just you being open about it all because as I'm sure you've seen it, I've seen it before many times, like women come to us from the competing, you know, world and they've really been led astray and down a really dark path. And, to get their metabolism, you know, functioning optimally again and supporting their hormones, it it can be a, it can be a challenge. So it's it's really great knowing that you have the best of both worlds. And I want our audience to know, like, there's a healthy way to do it. There, oh, there is. There really it's never, is. Quote unquote, healthy, but there's a healthier way to do it. So I'm For glad sure. that I've been there. My clients have prepped. I've been able to help them through that. But just know right away, like, there is no way to prep without causing some shape or form of HPA axis dysfunction. Absolutely. Okay. Let's talk about that a little bit. What do you mean by HPA axis? What is it for our listeners who are like, what is she talking about? <laughs> Let's dive into that a bit. So our hypothalamic pituitary axis or HPA axis, and you can add in and make it the HPA T. So a hypothalamic pituitary thyroid axis. Mm-hmm. So our body is phenomenal. And we have this intricate web of all these different organs and systems that talk to each other. And we have our hypothalamus and our brain, our pituitary, our ovaries, like all our thyroid, they're all connecting and they're speaking to each other, trying to tell us, okay, this is a safe space for me to reproduce, to have a baby, to digest. And what matters is when there's a stressor, either internally or externally, our body perceives that as a threat. And that threat does not matter if it's Karen from work screaming at you or a tiger running at you trying to eat you alive. Your body says, okay, this is not good for me. And what can happen is that internal or external stressor over time causes us to have a downregulation in that HPA axis. So that's when we start developing, you know, the irregular cycle or loss of your menstrual cycle random waking, fatigue, trouble losing weight, the hair loss, the slow heart rate, constipation, maybe even diarrhea. When we start noticing symptoms, that's when things go astray. And their HPA axis is actually, a lot of people are like, oh my God, something's wrong with my hormones. Something's wrong with my period. Mm -hmm. I have all these symptoms and they're like, what is wrong with my body? But the body is really asking for help. These symptoms are the fire alarm. The body's saying, hey, there's something up. It's not okay and asking for help. So that's our beautiful HPA axis. And it's, it's our fifth vital sign. It really is telling us if something is going on and something's going wrong in our body. Yeah. I love that. So how do we fix it? (laughs) What are the strategies? And there's it's a loaded question because there's so many, you know, so many areas to look at, but let's just kind of, you know, talk maybe about the top three to four areas that you would look at specifically. The best thing that you could do for any hormonal thyroid gut related issue is first and foremost, look at your diet. 
address what you're eating and focus on a wide variety of nutrients, because let's be real, micronutrient diversity is one of the most important things that you can do to facilitate a healthy gut and a healthy microbiome. We want the abundant rainforest. So that's beneficial, but also making sure you're getting adequate micronutrients to create your thyroid hormones, your sex hormones. So getting a good high quality anti-inflammatory diet, one of the best things that you can do. Don't skip the carbs, ladies. I know a lot of women, they're like, oh my God, I got to diet and lose, drop the carbs in order to lose weight. Not the case. We want balanced whole grains, feeding our gut microbiome correctly. Um, And I do see a lot of women, they don't balance their blood sugar correctly. So that comes in turn with the dieting, making sure you're balancing your blood sugar and having a healthy source of a protein, carbohydrate, fat, with your meals and spreading them throughout the day is very, very important. And that plays such a big role with our cortisol levels as well, making sure we're not dropping low and having low blood sugar that then impacts our hormones and our cortisol output and energy levels, hangry, you name it. So (laughs) balancing your blood sugar and your diet quality is one of the most important things that you can do first and foremost. And that does involve, of course, removing things that your body does not like, right? Some, some women that's gluten, some it's dairy, but I like to say, unless you need to, for a medical purpose, please don't avoid a food. I love it. Yeah. Because so many women can be super restrictive. And like you said, you know, maybe it's gluten, maybe it's dairy. Those can be some of the big culprits, you know, mm-hmm. maybe cutting back or minimizing sugar intake, like things like that, alcohol intake, like the things oh, that really yeah. are going to cause chaos with your hormones. You know, those are the big things. But when you're like, I shouldn't be eating too much broccoli because of the goitrogens that impact my thyroid. It's like, no, you'd have to eat pounds and pounds and pounds of broccoli right. for, for that to have an impact. Right. And yeah. I would say the most important thing you could do is reduce those added sugars, reduce the processed vegetable oils. Yes. And then overall, just focus on a variety of color. That's what you want, the abundant rainbow. Yeah. So that's one of the most important things, your diet. Second thing, don't don't burn your candle at both ends and pour out an, of an empty cup. A lot of women, let's be real. We love helping others and we love just doing it all. <laughs> so unfortunately right. learning to sloth, sloth self-care and balancing out what needs to be done versus what you want to get done. It right. becomes a hard, fine line to walk, but learn to say no. That's It's really hard for really any person to do that, but self-care, slowing down, living life, enjoying life and not doing anything and everything is so important for any hormonal thyroid adrenal issue. I love that. Okay. That's huge. And so you mentioned that you had your own thyroid issues. What was going on there? What was showing Uh, up for you? I did it to myself and I know a lot of people can relate to that. So I was doing my master's degree in my dietetic internship. And for those that don't know, the dietetic internship for dietitians is basically unpaid labor. So it's basically like you're doing a full-time job, but you're not getting paid for it. So I was doing that plus master's degree classes, plus doing full-time online personal training. So I was doing a lot plus working out and still competing. So basically I was overworking myself, not only mentally, but also physically. And unfortunately that did cause my body to say, Oh girl, this is not good. (laughs) And so I had a down regulation in my own thyroid hormone, which makes sense. The body was trying to save me to tell me slow the hell down. Right. Unfortunately though, that did result in rapid waking. I'm a tiny person. I gained like 10 pounds in like two months and my hair fell out. My, I lost all my eyebrows. My skin was complete dry skin, trash. Um, and I literally did not look like I had worked out 
and I put the years for a bodybuilding athlete to not see for that sure. definition. Not only is it really crazy mental wise, but you have control of your own body when you're, you're competing, you're tracking your macros and to not have that was chaotic for me. Um, the biggest thing was the brain fog. I couldn't think to save my life. And those that don't know hypothyroid brain fog and poor mental clarity, mm-hmm. it's there. huge. Yeah, yeah it it's huge. the worst. And so that was one of the most terrible symptoms for me of the hypothyroidism. But there were also things I learned along the way. Like I was taking thyroid hormone and taking the medication that my doctor is giving me, thinking it was just going to do the job when in fact I had to dig deeper and I had to find the further root cause of my own hypothyroidism. It wasn't just my thyroid, it was my adrenal glands. And until I addressed the adrenal glands and the high cortisol, I wasn't even able to help my thyroid. So there's so many interconnections because a lot of people they assume, oh, it's just my thyroid. Oh, it's just my hormones. But there's a root cause to that that you have to address. Yes, absolutely. The thyroid is such a master gland in the body. Like Mm -hmm. it just governs so much and we don't realize how it impacts digestion and our hair loss and our thinking and our brain fog and our weight and like dry skin, you know, like so many of us tend to think like, I'm just, I'm getting older you know, this is just aging. And it's like, no, there's probably something deeper going on there. Right. And stress plays, stress plays a big role here. Like it's all interconnected. Again, it's, it's hard to just pinpoint, you know, one thing, which is why I love that you focus on root cause. And there's not just one root cause. There's, there's multiple root causes, right? That's so important. And what I love about the thyroid is it is truly like the powerhouse of our metabolism. It is the quote unquote mitochondria of the cell, right? So it's doing, it's giving us the energy that we need. And it really is what decides if we have energy, if we're fatigued, how our heart rate is going, our mood, cognition, like our thyroid is really, truly how we get the energy that we need as well as of course, mitochondrial health, but even more about that. But a lot of women don't understand what even a full thyroid panel is, which is very, very scary. And mm-hmm. a lot of doctors still don't even pull a full thyroid panel. So yes. I do want your listeners to know they're about the different types of the thyroid hormones. Yeah. That Let's way they can get it. themselves what they need. So for your listeners, we have TSH and I know you've done significantly a great job of all your podcasts. So for you guys, if you have any further questions, she's gotcha. Just check her other episodes. <laughs> But we have TSH, which is our thyrotropin stimulating hormone, and that's actually a pituitary hormone. So a lot of doctors will just check your TSH trying to see, okay, what does your thyroid look like? Well, that's really your pituitary trying to tell your thyroid to either increase or decrease thyroid hormone. So know that that's a pituitary hormone. It's not telling you what is active and able to be used Right. For your own thyroid hormone. So that's when we want to look at your free T4, which is your stored form of your thyroid hormone, not actually the one that's active. And we want to look at your free T3, which is your actually active hormone. So you want to make sure that you're getting more than just that TSH. You're getting that free T4, free T3. And also I'm a big fan of always checking your antibodies as well. So me too. checking for your thyroid perioxidase, your TPO, and your thyroid globulin, TGAB antibodies that indicate if you maybe have a Hashimoto scenario. And Hashimoto's is the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism in which the body basically thinks there's a foreign invader and through what's called molecular mimicry, attacks your own thyroid tissue. And over time, that causes your thyroid to, of course, be destructed. And then you have to use thyroid hormone the rest of your life. So the good news is you can check that early. Bad news is it could change over time. So just because you've done the antibody testing one time right. does not mean you not you could not have those antibodies elevated at another period of time. So if you can Absolutely. yearly do that full thyroid panel. 
Yeah, absolutely. I highly agree with that. So I'm sure you work with so many women in your practice that are dealing with thyroid issues. Like, What are some of the biggest contributors you see that's impacting women's thyroid health? Nutrient deficiencies, one of the biggest ones. So not having enough iodine, zinc, vitamin A, magnesium, tyrosine. Those are the biggest ones that I see. Um, I also see a lot of, of course, under eating, over exercising, adrenal issues, truly being the root cause of that thyroid issue. Yeah. And then I see, I work with a lot of women that have a lot of SIBO, candida, mold toxicity. So I see a lot of those being contributing factors as well. Um, and of course, if we have, you know, some sex hormone imbalance, we have alterations in our sex hormone binding globulin and our thyroid binding globulin, which also play a big role with our thyroid hormone as well. So those would be the top things that I see. Yeah. Um, so would you say, start with your adrenals first, <laughs> if you're looking to heal your thyroid, start with your adrenals. I would say start with your adrenals and stress and make sure that you are looking at your nutrient status. That is so beyond important. And also you want to look at your liver health because our liver plays such a big role in our T4 to T3 conversion as well as in our gut, right? So it's not just how much are we making, it's how we're converting and able to be used. So, you know, if you're having a deficiency in our selenium or our zinc or our vitamin A, or if you have high cortisol, that in turn will move that T4 over to reverse T3, which is competing with your T3. So it's really important to make sure you're looking at your nutrient status, your stress status, which is your adrenal status, and also looking at things like endocrine disruptors, thyroid disrupting chemicals. Yes, I mean, having high quality water, we're basically 80% water, we're human cucumbers. So (laughs) making sure you have high quality reverse osmosis water and also repleting your minerals that you need to make your own thyroid hormone is very, very important. And right. There, it could be so confusing because I know a lot of women are like, oh my God, endocrine disruptors. Ah, because let's be real. There's so many and yeah. we can't run and away from everywhere. it all. Yeah. And there's so many things you could change. Yeah. Absolutely. But the, it's all about baby steps. I love you know, that. It could be overwhelming. It really can be. And I think, you know, for just women who are listening right now and just hearing like, okay, I got to look at sex hormones and endocrine disruptors and it could be my gut or it could be SIBO, it could be an infection or it's my adrenals and stress. I know it does sound like a lot, but if you go to your doctor, you're not going to hear any of these things. No. You know, your doctor doesn't talk about any of this, doesn't address any of it and just sends you on your way with the medication. And, you know, a year later, two years later, you're going to be in the same position, if not worse. And just the cycle just keeps going and going and going. And so I know listening to this could sound like, oh my God, there's so many things I need to do. But, you know, like Lacey said, it is baby steps. And working with somebody who understands all of this is what's really gonna help you heal and 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 truly heal for good, which is which is what's really important, which is what you do. The thing though is to look at, okay, what are my symptoms? And then what could I not be doing to support my body? Totally. Easiest thing. Like, am I eating well? Yes. Am I taking care? Do I have self-care? Yeah. Am I getting enough water in? Like Focus on the easy, simple changes that you can make first and foremost. Of course. Yeah. And those are often the ones that we overlook. You know? Oh, yeah. We're like, yeah. oh, I don't need sleep. What's sleep? Yeah, totally. We we overlook those things because they're free and they're easy to do. We we tend to undermine how valuable they really are to our health. Right. Yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned that. And I would say birth control, as much as I do think it's an amazing alternative for a lot of women that don't want to get pregnant, birth control, of course, 
can increase thyroid binding globulin, which then can make yes. some women hypothyroid. So just be aware if you do have a history of birth control, not saying it is the root cause, but it can contribute to hypothyroidism. So just be aware women. Totally. Absolutely. So I would love to switch gears a little bit and talk about metabolism. I mean, obviously this ties a lot into thyroid health and you yeah. know how women can take control of their metabolism and adjust their diet to reach their fitness and their physique goals. I feel like a lot of women feel like reaching those fitness goals are very far out of reach because they, you know, there's so many women, as I'm sure you've seen it, who are, they're doing a lot of the right things, but Mm -hmm. they're just not getting to where they want to get to. So, you know, let's, let's talk about taking control of metabolism and what that really looks like. So I'm a big fan of knowing your intake. So in order to manipulate our physique, we have to know how much we're intaking energy-wise, so our food intake. We have to know how much energy we're outputting. And that's a combination, of course, of exercise and non-exercise activity, like the little walking, the fidgeting. We have to know that. So that tells us our overall energy balance. And what matters too with that is knowing how our hormones are, because we have to have a healthy metabolism in order to be able to process the energy versus energy out, energy in versus energy out to lose that weight. Because if you have a sluggish thyroid, that energy balance is going to be already low. Right. So the most important thing is in order to lose weight, you also you obviously have to be in a caloric deficit. And in order to gain weight, you obviously have to have a caloric, caloric surplus. But there are, of course, some alterations and fun things that you could do to help master your metabolism. And I love, and I don't know if your listeners have heard of reverse dieting Mm -hmm. as a great alternative to increase the amount of food that you eat while maintaining your weight or slightly just going a little bit up in your weight. Right. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah. For your listeners that don't know, it's basically trying to increase your food and increase your lean muscle mass. And as you do this, you have a natural increase in your non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, and your overall thermic output throughout the day, which allows you to eat more yet maintain your weight. And it's all about meticulously increasing those calories on a week by week basis. And some people, some women are very much unicorns and they can increase more than others, but it's about going slow, listening to your body and paying attention to how you respond. So for example, some women can increase like five grams of fat per week. Other women, it's like 15 up to like 30 grams of carbs per week, but it does require knowing what a fat, a carbohydrate, a protein is and being able to monitor it and increase as you go. And it's, it's hard because reverse dining is, it's not restrictive, but it does require tracking your food. Right. And for some women that in itself is restrictive. So the best thing that you could do if you want to maximize your metabolism is one, not under eat. And then two, like stroke your metabolism and add a little bit of food week by week. And that in itself with resistance training can be very a powerful tool to help support your overall metabolism. I love that. And do you find that's also really effective for those who have adrenal issues or thyroid issues? That's actually a really great question because I love reverse dieting, but if some if a woman has high cortisol or low cortisol or estrogen dominance, in fact, I don't like reverse dieting for them mm. because their body is already in a state to grab onto extra calories and deposit them as body fat. And then what happens is they add the extra food and they become even more insulin resistant and right. they gain weight. So I like to, in those cases, keep around a maintenance calorie intake, Got it. wait for their body to naturally start losing weight, and then we up the calories. 
which makes sense. Okay, cool. So let's talk about fitness and physical specifically and how this also relates to hormones. Are there specific times in your cycle where you would recommend women train harder or does that really matter? Or are there things that you might tweak for women who, again, are dealing with thyroid and adrenal issues when it comes to you know training? What does that kind of look like for you? I want to start that right there when it comes down to training with adrenal or thyroid issues, <laughs> because sure. I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I can't train at all or you know, yada, yada, yada. So you when, if you have high cortisol or low cortisol, the best thing that you could do is focus on resistant training one hour maximum, like four to five times a week. What you want to do is you want to put your body in that safe space. So you don't want it to think that a tiger is running at you, right? You don't right. want more cortisol being outputted. You don't want to do high intensity interval training whatsoever. No hit, no sprints, no long um, Peloton sessions on your bike. <laughs> right. The best thing that you could do is, okay, put on your phone or on your timer one hour maximum and you want to leave the gym. If you have high cortisol or low cortisol, you want to leave the gym asking, could I have done more? I truly see that be the best way to exercise if you have an adrenal issue. Now, the thyroid and sex hormones are even harder because you want to question why is somebody even hypothyroid? Why are their sex hormones off? Right. If somebody's estrogen dominant, that's not an excuse to not go work out. Oh, for sure. Right. The estrogen dominance could not even be adrenal related. It could be from endocrine disruptors or poor fiber or, or you know, right. you know, an imbalance in their gut. So the most important thing is figuring out why are you the way that you are? I feel like. I feel like um, the office saying that. Why are you the way that you are? But figuring that out. And then, of course, exercising in a way that you enjoy that makes you feel good. Yeah, I love if that. If you're not motivated and you have exercise intolerance, you you probably should definitely keep it lower intensity. Yeah, absolutely. The easiest way is walking. Walking, gentle yoga. A lot of people like, oh my God, walking is actually exercise. Yes, it yes. is. <laughs> yeah, Totally. We forget that. Yes. Maybe you need to get a dog and adopt a dog and then you can walk your dog every day. Yeah. And then you'll get vitamin in, vitamin nature in. Exactly. I love that so much. So what does your sort of training regimen look like, you know, being that you're like competing, but then also in the holistic functional world as well? Like, what does that look like in the balance there for you? Mine has definitely adjusted over the past couple of years. Recently, because I had my own um, history with candida, H. pylori, bowel toxicity. Right. And it was very, very hard on my body. I lost a lot of weight, a lot of muscle, and I had to really adjust my training for that and all the repercussions adrenal-wise because of that. So right now I do five days a week, one hour maximum. And I focus on, okay, how can I increase my weight every single week without overtaxing my body. So right now I'm finally myself entered into where I can go past that like 75% max intensity that I typically, you know, if you're dealing with adrenal issues, you want to leave the gym asking, could I have done more? So I'm finally to the point where I can kind of disregard that. Uh, but that's what I'm doing right now. Five days a week, weight training, awesome. one hour maximum, no hit. And I just use walking as my cardio. That's really, really great. So you mentioned mold toxicity. I'm so curious. It, you know, this comes up a lot with a lot of guests. And um, how did you find out that you had mold toxicity? I, you know, what's funny is I thought I was just tired and had brain fog from working like a crazy person. And I did my GI map, which is of course the in-home stool test. And then yep. I did the mycotoxin, the mold screening because the ERMI. So checking to see if it's in my home, 
I did that because there was a moldy, musty smell coming from my air vents. And I had that cleaned out a few months prior. So I kind of just did it as a maybe like a 2%. I really kind of just did it for fun and shits and giggles. And when I got the results, I was like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm so mold toxic. My gut is a hot mess. Like I was like, wow, that's when it kind of hit me. And that's when I also took a step back and I noticed, oh, holy moly guacamole. I've actually (laughs) lost a lot of weight because I don't, I didn't weigh myself. Right. I realized, and it honestly, it was scary because then that's when like the veil lifted and I kind of noticed, oh my God, I'm suffering. Right. So it was eye opening, but I'm very, very glad I did it. And mold toxicity, it's a big old demon. And there's so many things mm-hmm. that we could talk about with that. But the most important thing to say is, hey, if you're in mold, you got to get out of it. It's the mm-hmm. only way. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. I mean, if it's in your house, it's a whole, it's a whole thing figuring out the species, where yep. it is, because that plays a role. I mean, you can remediate depending yeah. on the species, right. but yeah, it, it was definitely a life-changing experience, but it's made, honestly, me, it's helped me be the best dietitian that I could be because I, now I fully understand what other people are going through. For sure. It's more common than people think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, re- I have a friend who recently found out they have mold in their house, black mold. Oh my God. And they have to like leave their house for the next eight weeks, basically, while they do whatever they need to do in there. Yeah. It's just like, it's, which is quite a long time. I mean, eight weeks, right? So um, they don't want to sell their house. They don't want to move. So they decided that that was the best route. So it's a process for sure. Mad props to them for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I know you had asked a question about training for hormones and I did not want to skip over that because I know oh, women okay, probably, sure. <laughs> yeah, women probably wanted to, to hear about that. So based on the phases of your menstrual cycle, you obviously have to be off of birth control to be able to properly do this because birth control shuts down our our own endogenous production. But I do want to first and foremost say that every single woman responds differently. And there are articles and there are research and you're going to see it back and forth with there being a, you know, a benefit versus no benefit at all. But for the most part, um, we have estrogen, which during our follicular phase increases our insulin sensitivity, helps us to use carbohydrates more readily for fuel and helps to increase more strength and endurance. And it also makes us less reactive to stress. So during this time, during your follicular phase, that's when you start your period till right before ovulation, most women, that means go into the gym, go weight train, you have more energy, more strength. And then on the other hand, then you have your luteal phase from ovulation till when you get your period. And this is when progesterone can cause a little bit of insulin resistance. And we use more fat as fuel versus carbohydrates. And this is when our body does not really like stress. So when we feel like a little bit moody, irritable, we have those PMS symptoms. And this is the best time to use low weight resistance or the low impact exercises like the yoga and the walking. And we actually, during this time, sometimes can have an increased risk of injury. So it's very, I've worked with so many women and I work with a lot of women that like doing, focusing on the hormones, plus weight training, plus physicals. And it's very much person by person dependent. And it's funny because some women, they will feel super, super strong right when they get their period, yet be sluggish. So it's very interesting to see that difference. But for the most part, weight training is your best friend in that follicular phase. And then rest restorative movement is better when you're in that luteal phase. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is so individual, like month to month, it can be so different for me. And there are some times where I get my period and I'm like, I'm lifting. I feel, I feel great. I'm going to do, I'm going for it, you know? And other times I get my period. I'm just like, no, I'll just, you know, 
go in the sauna and sweat it out or something like that or yoga or something. I don't right? know if you've seen the trend of like, quote unquote, like training for your, like based on your menstrual cycle training. Yes. I say, don't worry about that. Just, just train, have a set program train. And when you feel like you need the rest, listen to your body and rest. rest. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think overcomplicated. it does also depend on like what your goals are ultimately too. Right. Like if you are trying to compete or something like that, yeah, your training is probably going to look a little bit different and you may not follow necessarily based on your cycle per se, but again, it's all individual and it ends up coming down to what your goals really look like. Okay. So let's dive into sleep because I know that this is also an area that you probably talk a lot about with your clients. And we obviously need perfect sleep if we want to have the physicals that we want, if we want you know, healthy hormones, all of the things, we want balanced moods. What are some of your key strategies for perfect sleep? Oh my God, sleep is love. Sleep is basically our house cleaning service. So it is helping to get all that inflammation, all those toxins, out of our body, helping us to renew ourselves. Um, and it is also, of course, removing those environment, those toxins through our body. So with sleep, the most important thing is having a sleep routine. I mean, a lot of people, they think, okay, I just go to bed whenever I'm feeling like tired, have right. a set time that you're going to bed every single night and have a routine for yourself block. I like to say block blue light at least two hours before bed or by 8 PM, totally. put those blue light blocking glasses on. Because that blue light is stopping you from producing melatonin and also keeping cortisol elevated. And we want cortisol to decrease throughout the day. We want it highest in the morning, lowest in the evening. So blue light blocking glasses, 100%. You can get those on Amazon for like 20 bucks. Totally. Super cheap, great investment. And then 30 minutes before you go to bed or even an hour before you go to bed, cut all those electronics. A lot of people are like, oh, but I'm just like mindlessly scrolling. Yeah, that's right. wiring you. <laughs> exactly. So cut it out. You have to put yourself into that parasympathetic rest and digest, really get yourself into like a Zen type of state. So the reading, meditation, yoga, just talking with somebody. These are really very relaxing activities that we can do. Um, and beyond just that, making sure that you're getting a good meal before you go to bed could be super helpful too. I mean, carbohydrates help increase our serotonin, which is our calming, happy neurotransmitter. So balance your blood sugar and have a little bit of those complex carbohydrates, like an oatmeal bowl with some protein powder, or you could do some organic air popped popcorn with a little bit of dark chocolate. Those are great little snacks you could have before bed, or you can have something like an easy turkey bowl with sweet potatoes and veggies, olive oil, you name it. But having a little bit of carbohydrates before you go to bed can be super helpful. Awesome. So I yeah. love those. And then um, one of my other favorite things to do is keep your bedroom cool. You know, totally. I'm all about 65 to 70 degrees if possible. And if you can't do that, have a good fan or use like the chili pad. Those are all great alternatives. Um, and then, of course, make sure you have a good high quality mattress, something that's not going to soak in the heat and oh, make you sweat. Yes. Plays such a big role. People don't think about that, but the environment and the sleep quality and being able to be comfortable plays a big role. Absolutely. I know. We undermine that as well. It's like we sleep in our bed every single night. Let's make it a really good investment. Yeah. And make sure it you're not having one that's high in those VOCs, those volatile organic chemicals that could be damaging to your respiratory system, but also be endocrine disrupting chemicals. So disrupting right. to your endocrine hormones. Absolutely. So have a high quality air mattress, not air mattress, have a high quality mattress. <laughs> Don't use an air mattress. <laughs> 
No, unless you're maybe camping or at the cottage. <laughs> yeah, <or something. laughs> I know, right? But it plays such a big role having a high quality mattress. And then, of course, there's things like avoiding caffeine before you go to bed. Yes. And it, it's funny. Some people are fast metabolizers, other slow metabolizers. But if you cut caffeine off by 5 p.m., you should be safe. Unless you're one of those people that have it at 12 p.m. and like at 8 p.m., you're still wired. Right. Yeah. I'm actually a fast metabolizer and I found that out in my DNA test. If anyone's wondering how you actually find that out, it's through your genetic testing. But I still don't drink it late in the day. If I am going to drink it, I actually try and drink it before 1 p.m. at the very latest, just because that's just what I find what works for me. So I don't want to feel a little bit wired, even then, even though I'm a fast metabolizer, I'd rather give my body and my adrenals, you know, that the time that it needs to, to heal and to sleep and to calm down. Right. So you're smarter than I am. I I push the (laughs) limits. I'm like, I know I can rapidly metabolize it in two hours. So I'll cut myself off after five. I know, but I'm, I I'm open and honest, but it's also like what works for you, right? Like if you're a good sleeper and your sleep isn't impacted, then go for it. Right. But if you're drinking coffee late at night and you're, you can't fall asleep and you're waking up, well, maybe it's something to consider, you know, cutting back on. Right. Like again, it's also individual. And those are the things that you have to look at. There was something, but there are some sleep. Oh, I was going to say there are some sleep agents that you could use to help yourself with naturally falling asleep. But do know it's kind of like the Cinderella shoe of like figuring out what could be, you know, helpful. Like melatonin, that's a hormone that's naturally produced in our body as that nighttime creeps on. And some people feel amazing when they take five grams of melatonin. Um, Other people, it's 0.3 milligrams. Um, Other people, it's 10. So you have to be, find your sweet spot. I'm a big fan of things like ashwagandha, valerian root, chamomile, magnesium glycinate, CBD. These are all great things that are very calming to the body, but that's what you want. Something that's very, very calming and nurturing to your overall adrenals. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I definitely agree. But before I let you go, I would love it if you can share some some of your top hormone tips for the women listening today, like maybe for someone who's just feeling a little lost and not sure where to start. What are those three things you would really love for them to implement and get started on? Number one, optimize your diet, the quality and what you're eating, making sure that you're getting a wide variety of nutrients. That's the first and foremost thing that you could do. Second thing, look at those endocrine disruptors because they truly do play a big role in our overall life, not just with our hormones, but our thyroid, our overall energy, our mitochondria, you name it. So stay away from those plastics, stop drinking out of those, the plastic water bottles, have a good high quality water filter. If you can, um, stop slathering those fragrances on your body mm-hmm. and start switching to cleaner, safer products. It's hard to do, but it, it can make such a big difference in your day-to-day life. And then number three, start looking at your relationships and the toxicities that are not just like environmental, but the people that are literally soul suckers, because that could play such a big role in your overall health. So I like to say, cut the crap, cut the crappy food, cut the crappy water, crappy air filter, crappy people, because all these things can impact our overall health. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much because you know our health is so beyond just the food that's on our plate or our supplements that we take. It's all these different lifestyle factors as well. So thanks for mentioning that. So where can our audience connect with you and find you? 
So you can find me on Instagram. I'm at faith and fit because I'm team Jesus. And then if you want to also follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Lacey A. Dunn. My website is upliftfitnutrition.com. And then I also have my book, The Women's Guide to Hormonal Harmony, How to Rebalance Your Hormones, Master Your Metabolism, and Become the Boss of Your Own Body. So that's just basically my Bible for women. If you want to learn about your metabolism, hormones, gut, thyroid, you name it, it's a resource. So love that. um, that's where you can find me, follow me, connect with me. And if you have any questions, I'm an open book. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. That was so fun. And we'll chat again soon. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into our episode today. I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Lacey. You can follow her over on Instagram at Faith and Fit and head on over to her website, upliftfitnutrition.com. And if you are looking to jump on board our 28-day adrenal reset program, we would love to have you. It's going to be really transformative 28 days. We're so happy to support you and bring this program to the world. Head on over to bit.ly forward slash 28 day adrenal reset and come join us in the program. Thanks for being with us today. Have an amazing day. I'll chat with you next week. Take care.